Happy Independence Day, my fellow Americans. I hope you are celebrating greatly with your family and friends and uh, truly taking some time to consider just how blessed we are here in the United States of America. Um, it's a little bit different episode today. Uh, I had a, uh, a different one planned for last night. It got canceled kind of uh, late in the game, so I'm a little late getting this one out, but I wanted to get one out for you. And uh, there's something that I've been kind of uh, learning more about here recently that I kind of want to talk about a little bit today. We have so many privileges here in America. I mean, it's it's really, um, really outstanding when you not just compare us to um, other places in the world. Um, obviously, we can see a lot of things going on in the news here in the last few years over in um, you know Eastern Europe and uh, just just some of the trials and tribulations and fears that people have to live with there. And then you think about over here, and you got this guy right now talking on a podcast about hunting. That really shows you a stark contrast in uh, you know the kind of things that we get to concern ourselves with because we have a free country. And um, it's not just comparing to other countries, though, right now, like I was saying. It's also thinking back to different timelines even in history, right? We're, not only do we, do we have a good situation where we are, but when we are. And uh, we've just been so blessed with, we, yeah, we've had obviously major world conflicts going on. Um, we've had guests on this podcast before that have lived through war, um, that have fought in battles. And, uh, um, but, but even then, um, we've been blessed because of people like them that all of us back here um, haven't had to fight those battles here or experience them here on our home turf as much. We've had, of course, you know, never want to forget about some of the terrorist attacks that have affect our, affected our country, um, really mainly uh, uh, 9-11, but we've had some domestic issues as well, of course, that have just been uh, really horrible things. But even in, in, in spite of that, our country has been able to maintain its freedom, even when people try to threaten that. And uh, it's just such a great privilege to have. Recently, I was interviewing uh, for my work podcast, Prairie Farm Podcast. Please tune in if you haven't yet. I, I'm confident you will enjoy it. Um, but we recently interviewed Skip Sly, and we'll have Skip on this podcast at some point, I'm sure. Gotten to be a good friend with Skip. He's just an awesome guy, um, very generous person, and super, super knowledgeable about uh, hunting whitetails and managing land for whitetails and everything else. But what Skip is that a lot of people don't know about is he's a political activist for hunting here in Iowa. Uh, recently, you may have been aware of a few, um, I don't even know if they, yeah, I think they might have been introduced bills or proposed bills. Um that would have affected deer hunting in Iowa. I think some of it would have addressed uh, non-resident opportunities. Um, I think some of it would have addressed crossbows being uh, made available during regular archery seasons. I even know uh, at least a year or so ago, there was a proposal to lower the fine uh, severity for... um, 
like poaching deer. And all of this, all of this stuff may seem fairly innocent, but when you really dive into it, Skip made a great case for explaining um, how that would affect the quality of deer hunting here in Iowa. Really, our biggest, I don't know if you could say our biggest tourism uh, perk that we have, but I don't know, it might be up there. Um, we have, of course, you know, some natural beauty in our state in the northeast and northwest. And, uh, you know, people are attracted to those regions, the Driftless area and the Glacial Lakes area, or the Iowa Great Lakes, as we call them. So we do have some of that. And, and uh, but, I, man, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that hunting hunters coming from other states to iowa is one of our biggest draws for people traveling here like turning iowa into a destination state um we're just we're agriculture and industry is mainly what we're known for here and uh the tourism side kind of takes a back seat doesn't kind of big time takes a back seat to those other things and so white hills are a precious thing here in iowa if you live in iowa you have uh, the right to hunt them. And that's something else to be thinking about. We'll kind of wrap this all up into a nice bow here in a little bit. But um, just the fact that we can get out and hunt here in not just Iowa, but all the United States is such a wonderful privilege that we have. Um, You know, when, when the original European settlers began to uh, emigrate to North America. Um, a lot of those people coming here were not coming with the right, the right to hunt where they were, you know, in the European countries that they were coming from. Much of Europe practiced, you know, this this uh, monarchy dominated, um, royalty dominated way of hunting. You had to be a landowner, and really. Uh, the vast majority of people were not landowners. And um, in some ways, that still goes on in a lot of places. But here in America, we're free to hunt. And I think that is just one of the biggest gifts that we have. Of course, uh, the main reason that they came here was freedom for re- uh, freedom of religion, which uh, is, uh, is obviously a bigger deal even than the freedom to hunt. But... but uh, you know, freedom to hunt is a wonderful freedom that we get to ex- exercise. Uh, and then when you pair that with public land to do that on, um, that makes it an even better benefit. Um, I've gotten to enjoy a lot of private land opportunities, but I've also gotten to enjoy a lot of public land opportunities. And, uh, you know, if you stay in the same place your whole life and maybe your family or friends own some land that you can access, then that stays pretty, uh, you know, pretty well secure and, and solid. But if you move away, like a lot of people have to for work or, uh, um, you know, whatever, maybe they get married to somebody who lives in a different area and they lose those opportunities, public land sometimes becomes the primary option for people. And the fact that we have places where we can just walk onto and bring our shotgun or bring our bow and go and uh, pursue game, that is a special, special thing, I think. So 
you know, we really, when we consider this day, this Independence Day, we should definitely consider those aspects. And uh, this will actually be a pretty quick pick and bones. Um, but I just wanted, you know, to kind of share these thoughts that I've been thinking about here since talking with Skip about a month ago. And uh, so, so where we put this into action, well, this goes back to if you if you remember the interviews we've done with Howell, with Charles from Howell, where he encourages and has really set up a system for us hunters, and not just hunters, trappers too, and, and anglers, um, or, or maybe just concerned citizens that want to see those things continue, even if they aren't partaking in them anymore, because maybe they're too old or they're, they're disabled, or maybe they just, they're not interested in doing it themselves, but they like to see those freedoms continue. We have to be active in expressing those uh, those concerns when issues like that come up. We can't just leave it all to to the skips in the world to do all the lobbying. Um, when we interviewed Skip, he talked about the fact that he had called or met in person with half of the state senator senators and congressmen in Iowa. That shows you how much time he has put into to trying to educate people who aren't hunters but make laws that affect all other hunters in our state. And uh, he, he uh, has stood in the gap for so many more people, including myself. Um, now, I'm not saying you've got to necessarily do go to that level that Skip has, but we should all at least be sending emails. We should all at least be, uh, you know, notifying fellow hunters that maybe aren't paying as much attention and try and get them to and try to get them to defend uh, something that they really believe in as far as our hunting rights go in our great country. And uh, that goes for a federal level as well. Um, thankfully, there there really hasn't, that I can remember, uh, I guess you could say uh, maybe uh, Second Amendment rights, uh, those come up, of course, as a federal issue a lot. Um, the other thing I could say is maybe access and conservation practices on federally owned land, like uh, Bureau of land management land, BLM land, or, um, uh, you know, uh, maybe like, like uh, drilling rights and things like that. Things that could possibly diminish hunting opportunities in, in some of these places or weapons you're allowed to use or whatever. Um, those are issues we need to be paying attention to as well. And you know what? You may not agree with what I think on some of those things, and that's okay. Still let your voice be made known. We can't just leave all the activism, all the fighting to the soldiers and the activists and the lobbyists and just hope that it works out for exactly how we like things to be. Everything in this country was provided to us through contention, fighting, and uh, really true passion to stand for the things that we believe in. And uh, we have to continue to do that. We can't just expect it to always be that way. And, you know, I'm not much of a fatalist on things like this. Um, I don't really think that there's, I mean, I could be wrong. Absolutely could be wrong. Uh, But I don't really think that I'm going to have to live in an era when I can't hunt. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if I found out that that wasn't the case for my kids or definitely my grandkids. 
And uh, so when we stand up for things, just like the people who um, continue, you know, who fought for original independence, they weren't just doing it for themselves. They were doing it for all future citizens of America coming after them. We need to continue to do our best to maintain what became great through their efforts. And uh, also we need to, um, you know, look to bring other people along with us, help them see uh, the greatness for what it is and want to be passionate about protecting it as well. So uh, ways you can get active with this. Um, number one, get on Howl if you haven't yet and uh, get an account going there. Look at the Action Center for the different legislation that's coming up. I would, I would uh, also suggest you find a good conservation organization in your state that is pro hunting. Uh, something that is that yes, conservation is incredibly important. That's what I do for a, a job. I work in the conservation field, but you want to find those organizations that are just as concerned with hunting access and rights as they are with conservation. A lot of backcountry hunters and anglers, uh, chapters are great for this. Um, uh, I know pheasants forever is very uh, good about that. Um, also, um, uh, in Iowa, probably the top one, and this is actually an organization that, um, skip belongs to, and I belong to, that would be the Iowa bow hunters association. Um, they have, uh, for years been keeping us, uh, in the loop as to different Iowa specific issues going on. And they have been raising their voice to let lawmakers know that we're here and we want to be represented in a way that protects the things that we find to be most dear uh, when it comes to hunting, no pun intended. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the, you know, 15 minutes here or so out of your 4th of, 4th of July celebrations to listen to my voice and my opinion. I certainly value yours. So please reach out to me if you haven't yet and uh, connect. I want to hear your opinions, the things that are important to you. And uh, maybe just give me a shout for something that you're thankful for uh, as far as hunting goes in our country and even maybe in the state that you're from. Uh, and also, if there's something that you'd like me to raise the alarm about, as long as I'm in agreement with you, um, as far as hunting rights go or conservation issues or something in your state, give me a little shout and I'll be happy to make a post or something or weigh in on it in a future podcast, whatever. Um, and maybe if you sound really... Uh, like you know what you're talking about. Maybe we'll even let you come on the podcast at some point and uh, talk about it on a Pick and Bones episode. Love to be able to help in that way. Please remember this podcast is presented by Spartan Forge. There isn't a more free company out there because Bill himself fought for our country for his entire military career. He is a retired uh, uh, former Army intelligence personnel. And uh, he used all those skills that he learned in the Army to develop the best deer hunting app there is on the market. And uh, the mapping is phenomenal. It is um, uh, something that you can access for free. And then if you want all the additional intelligence features, the, the real baby of the program that, that uh, Bill has worked so hard on, that's going to be something you can subscribe to and you can do so just during deer season or if you're like me or Caleb or I believe even Alex, you can subscribe to it all year long 
Um, you just uh, pay that fee as you'll see on the website, which you can find in these show notes or in one of the top links in my link tree on Instagram. And then also, please remember Alex. Alex is celebrating with his family today, so he couldn't join us on the podcast, but you can uh, get in contact with him after this holiday season wraps up. If you have questions about tag applications or hunt planning or um, even uh, things like uh, what gear you need, you can talk to Alex. He'll fill you in on what you got to get going for the tag applications. You can even pay him to do the tag applications for you or point buying, whatever it is you want taken care of. He offers that full top to bottom service and he'll even rent you the gear to get going on it. And of course, uh, plan out each step of your hunt for you as well to give you the best opportunity to fill a tag. He's the best in the business. Your chances go up exponentially of having a successful hunt that you put a lot of money down to try and make happen. And uh, he'll help you find that success if you reach out to him. Go to eastwesthunts.com. You can save yourself a chunk of change by using the promo code FIRSTGEN10 at checkout. That'll knock off 10% off your final bill. And uh, you can use that money towards something else. But again, eastwesthunts.com, FIRSTGEN10 at the checkout. Save yourself a little dinero. All right. Happy birthday, Americans. And until next time, take care and practice your freedom by taking someone hunting.